Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, magnificent to have you with us. Uh, Jared and Cornsy up after 5.30 with mm. Sports Day. Heaps to talk about with those two chaps uh, in about half an hour's time. Uh, not like that long ago, Keefe, Richmond, uh, all the club, a lot of the clubs are posting their financials uh, for another busy year, and Richmond posted theirs with extraordinary numbers. And I know you're pretty keen to have a chat to the CEO of the Tigers about this and that and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But in the in the middle of it all, about the money that the footy club's making, uh, it's easy, could be easily overlooked that they continue to do enormous good uh, for certain causes and charities around the place. The Alana and Madeline Foundation's been ex- extremely close Brilliant. to the Richmond Football Club for a long time. Yes, And I did notice they raised nearly another quarter of a million bucks, wow. which I think, Brendan Gale, as we say, g'day to you and thanks for joining us on the show. Does that take your overall contribution to Alana and Madeline Foundation up to about 1.7 wow. pl- million there or thereabouts? It does, Andy, and uh, good afternoon uh, to you. Uh, but uh, it does. We've we've been uh, in a relationship um, with the Alana and Madeline Foundation for 10 years. Uh, they're a preferred charity partner. And, yeah, so over the journey, um, 1.7 million and uh, uh, 220,000 of that uh, came this year. And it's it's basically um, from our members and supporters. Andy, they donate. We have a special uh, game um, each year where we really shine a light on the work they do in protecting children from violence and um, and we have a percentage of retail sales so that's siphoned off to uh, to the Alana and Madeline Foundation. So, yeah, it's our, our members and supporters. I think it's really important they embrace it wholeheartedly. I mean, arguably there's nothing more important than the future of our kids and keep them safe from violence and it's something we're very proud to be involved with. But having said that, I mean, it's something that all clubs do. All yeah. clubs you know, are aware of their responsibilities to community and also to, to make stronger communities and and to lean in, I guess, uh, and support communities that ultimately support them. Um, but no, we're very proud of our relationship, that's for sure. It's so important, Brennan, when the the work that those organise, not, not just the money that footy clubs are raising, and you're right to point out that the other 17 are doing it as well, but not just point out the fact that we're raising this or help raise the money for for these important causes, but when the information gets passed back to your staff and the players about how that money is being used and the difference it's making, that I reckon that's when it can really hit home to people within the organisation who might like the idea that you're doing something but not necessarily invest in much more thought other than the kind of bottom line. Yeah, look, it's true um, because look, it's it's look. I'll be honest; it's not all about altruism. It actually makes good business sense because what we're finding is that our association and support and some of these things we do and in, in I guess social impact, the work in the indigenous space, the AMF Foundation. It's a really it's a really strong driver of employment engagement. Mm. So our employees really care, um, and uh, and if they care, they're more productive and they do good things for the club, and ultimately we all win. So. And equally, equally, you know, I think members and supporters of clubs these days do want their clubs to stand for something 
a little more than playing footy. And, and clearly, you know, we, we bring a very, very sharp laser focus to, to our football performance. And um, but, but arguably, we exist as something a little, a little broader, a little deeper. And, and, our, and our fans sort of buy into that. So, and, that, and, it, and it sort of feeds their engagements and they stick with you. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it pays multiple dividends. You know, you support the organisation, the cause, but it really drives engagement for your club. Hey, Brendan, well done. It's a fantastic achievement. And like I say, and Andy said, all clubs do it, but the way in which you've done it with this particular organisation seems like a fantastic partnership that you do have. But uh, just on, on, on uh, broader issues, how... Um, how excited were you for the Australian team and uh, what they were able to do with the World Cup? Because it's captivated us all here and uh, we have the temper text machine and everyone's been thoroughly engaged. Did you have a time to, to sit back and watch that as well? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. But I, I get caught up in it. Mm. I, I, look, I, I've always... I love the, um, the colour and the flavour and the passion, I guess, the cosmopolitan aspects of, of soccer. I, mean, I always have. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's the biggest game in the world. It's a global game. But I'm, I'm not keen to get up at five in the morning. <laughs> but my, but my yeah. son did. My yeah. son did. And he's a little posse of buddies, and he's 15. He said, Dad, I want to get up and go to Fedsquin. I said, you should. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. So, um, but it just highlights, it really does highlight the power of sport. You yeah. know, there's... And you look back and, you know, there's so many forces in society that are sort of dividing us. And But sport is one of those, you know, the institutional power of sport to bring you together. And I just think really highlighted that. You know, thousands mm. of Fed Square and uh, Mamie Stadium around the country. Um, uh, it's great. And, um, mm. and, you know, in that respect, the rising tide lifts all boats. Yep, spot and on. It, it does, spot and, on. It, and it uh, what it does. It, it really it it has the power when you've got your national team, in particular, soccer, and the way it does. It can really bring a, a nation together, and they did a fantastic job. And just on that earlier on in the show, we were talking about it. Um, the AFL they <laughs> they decided to release round <laughs> one. Now I've got a bit of a boomy bonnet about this because I just think, like you said, magnificently articulated perfectly the power of sport. And then you just – and I actually think it is a little divisive in what they tried to do. Andy thinks it was just an attempt at humour in releasing the round one fixture just on kickoff of the most important game that we've had in Australian soccer in a long, long time. I think you're reading too far into it, guys. <laughs> right. I think you're, you're being a little sensitive. I think, uh, are you suggesting there was some sort of malicious motive that worked yes, there? Yes, he is. Well, yes, I'm not sure. Is. I don't, yes, I don't know ever on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. they've ever released it at that time uh, <laughs> prior. Oh, it might have been a remarkable coincidence. It may have just <laughs> been think... something out of the blue, but... Uh, uh, just... I think it was a coincidence. I reckon you're reading far too much into right. it. And, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think that was. Look, to be honest, I think you know they're, they're, there's been a lot of uncertainty around the fixture, so it's always their intention to, to sort of share it in dribs and drabs, um, rather than the, the whole the whole show at once. Mm. So um, I'm sure if you spoke to the AFL, they'd have some sort of you know legitimate explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a joke. I think they were trying to have a little bit of a laugh, and it right. back and it just backfired in the hey, minds of a few. On that, Andy, yeah. and I get your Brendan. When I did see it, I thought that was a bit of a pox. But as far as a rocks is the actual round one fixture, I thought it was a 
they, they found a, a really nice balance well, there. Spun this? No, I do. I, I honestly do. Any rapid turn? Did you? Did you? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. well, oh, from a selfish point of view, I'm pretty happy. We were, um, you know, we get to showcase our club round one against uh, against the old enemy at the MCG. So. Uh, Carlton are playing very good footy, mm-hmm. Andy. They're very, very good. They're formidable at the yes. moment. So, uh, oh, you will get... um, big, big crowd, big TV audience. Um, mm. We're very excited. Uh, you're so, cherry yeah, ripe. Again. You know you're cherry ripe again down there at Punt Road. You brought in a couple of it's heavy a hitters, a couple, couple of A graders. They brought in potential A graders from another, uh, you know, mm. another footy team. You, you've you've got yourself in a very nice. You've kind of weathered, you mm. know, the, the three out of four, and you've become this mag- magnificent football club again. And it's a brilliant part of list management, isn't it, Brendan? It, to be honest, a, a brilliant part of list management that you're in a position where you can bring in a couple of players the calibre that you did. Well, I'm still, I'm still, as you speak, I'm having flashbacks about the elimination final last year, <laughs> Andy. So, uh, uh, and look, it, it was, you know, we, we, in all seriousness, we've got a lot of work to do, and we, we, okay. uh, we defended poorly last year, and uh, um, but. Um, the other aspects of our game we need to improve, and one of one of which is our work around you know, clearance. It's it's never it's something we've had to manage, and we exploit, I guess, other parts of, of the game. But but yeah, look, we've 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 invested heavily in the draft in the last two years, so we've got we've got a lot of youth to come through, and we've had a, a bit of a look at them. But we brought in a couple of seasoned players who who addressed an immediate need for our footy club. So. So you think that that complements us, that that makes us better, but there's no guarantees. Um, you know, I think the, the, you know, we gave up seven goals from centre bounce uh, clearance in the elimination final. It's extraordinary. I mean, it's the game right there. So, so you know, organic improvement with the addition of, of a couple of season performers will help us, but we've got a lot of work to do. Mm. Hey, Brendan, the AFLW season two in 2022 has come and gone and punt road was a real feature because, you know, your team's improving and you played in some big games and some really good games of footy. How often do you talk about Punt Road as a as an executive uh, and a board at the footy club? It's not the easiest ground to find access points when you get more than a couple of thousand in there. Is it absolutely guaranteed that that is going to be the base for your footy club for the foreseeable future? Oh, absolutely, Andy. It's, oh, it's highly accessible, Andy. It's just, I'm looking at Punt Road here at the moment. It's there's no one there, Brendan. There's no one there. You can't no, stand it, on it, the far side of the ground. You've got a beautiful uh, no. grandstand you're not allowed to sit in because, you know, you can't have too many people in there. It's it, probably it, not. doesn't it could, stand it could no. just It could just do with a mm. few extra vantage points. And it is going to be a... No? Uh, no, no well, you, you, you're right. Look, firstly, Punt Road is an incredibly important part of our at our brand as a football no doubt, no doubt. football club. It's an iconic feature. We've been here since Saturday 85. Um, it's, you know, all things considered, all things considered, I mean, location and, and access, it, it's an incredible place um, uh, for our members and supporters to get to. But look, there are limitations, clearly there are, and, and, and we copped our right whack with a with a final. But having said that, it, it does, you know, even with the reduced capacity, it, it does, it creates an intimate and accessible environment. Um, that's how we prefer to describe it, Andy. Um, but uh, but um, but it's a good point, and we've got a seventy-six million dollar project earmarked, um, a bit like your mob at Princess Park there. Yep. So yep. so we've um, it's going to it's going to be you know an MCG sized ground. Um, some issues with the size of the ground. It's going to improve facilities for our women. 
um, in visiting change rooms, but more importantly, it's going to increase the capacity to to up to eight thousand. Mm, right. Yeah. You know, so the amenity will be fantastic for members and supporters. Yeah, opposition members will put them over in the corner there, somewhere right. on the gravel, some of that. But, but <laughs> give them the grassy but, bank. No, no, give no, us the grassy no. bank under the scoreboard, but just limited to about three hundred people. We'd be very happy yeah. out there. Um, but it's going to be fantastic, and uh, and it's really important because it'll host you know, a whole range of let's call it you know, second tier football, yep. you know, VFL under 18s community, and of course elite AFLW as well. Um, and uh, you know, it'll be a great venue with. Um, you know, six, 8,000 would be fantastic. Well, just, just on that, Brendan, there was a, a little while ago, there was a whole issue with the heritage overlay and all the problems. Have that all been resolved as far as your your development? Yeah, it has. You know, we've been issued, uh, we've gone through a very thorough, you know, planning, um, planning scheme process, uh, you know, unsurprisingly with a, you know, with a highly public organisation like ours, there's an extensive consultation mm. and, um, you know, stakeholders you need to engage and inform and, um, so we've been through that, and yeah, look, we've we've um, we've received planning permits and heritage permits, and um, and uh, you know, in the process of uh, organising tenders now, we've got a competitive tender process, and then we've got to find the money somehow. So <laughs> that'll be uh, oh, you... no, we've got we've, no, we've got great support from the Victorian government and, and federal government, and. But we're we're you know it's a, it's a project we're going to need to invest in, and and we should. Well, maybe you should stop telling the prime minister to give all the money to Tasmania, and maybe mm. give it to Richmond instead. <laughs> oh, did that come out a bit? No, we did. No, 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 we didn't. No, no, no. We're all lining up alongside you and behind you. I think there's mm. a long line of people who want to see Tasmania get what it deserves. So, um, mm. in, in, if you can separate yourself as the CEO of the Richmond Football Club and a proud Tasmanian, which of course you can. You had every right to say what you had to say about that. I think so. Anyway, yeah. Yep. Oh well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm, and um, I think we'll get the right result. Well, you will, but uh, in a bit, uh, is it's it around around about, about? I think it's around. I can't remember when uh, Gil decides to oh, uh, hand it over. I'm not going to ask him this. Eh? I certainly am because <laughs> I think he'd be an outstanding candidate, and I just want our listeners to feel comfortable that the AFL is going to be in some very very fine hands. With uh, Brendan at the helm, is, oh, Brendan, when oh, you are the, well, are you still you know, a candidate? How does that work? Are you yeah, still? Yeah, look, and Andy just loads the bullets here. No, oh no, no, he hasn't not. because I just think that you'd make an outstanding CEO. Can yes. I just say today was our first day of training. It's like you know, being back at school. I'm excited. I'm motivated. We've got a seventy-six million dollar development. To, right. I've got so many things to. Mate, to you've be got a seven hundred and fifty million dollar development with the stadium. You've got to get done and, down uh, there in Tasmania. And so I just prefer to. Stay. I mean, you're an athlete. Maybe we just stay in the moment. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Got to keep present. Stay in the moment. So, so quarter no, by quarter, minute by minute. Right. So I take that as a no comment. Um, I uh, take that as he's in. Well, he's, well, he does need us to have this conversation while he's listening, but I think we're both seeing it from the same end. Look at this one. Um, can I ask you one just before we let you go? I know you've also made some comments about Dustin Martin today and, yeah. you know, Richmond supporters can't wait to see what, you know, the, we all understand the Richmond relationship with Dusty. To be quite honest, did, did you ever fear in the last 12 to 24 months that you were going to lose him? 
Oh, we like. Mm, so clearly, upsetting? clearly, that's a very good question. I apologise. And he I, doesn't I, want to answer just it. trying to have a bit of fun. <laughs> He's just decided to hang up. I was giving him a lot of support. <laughs> you there, mate? Oh, there oh, we is. got you. Yes, oh, you're back. Yeah, sorry, thought you hung up on us. Out, but I, I think the question was about Dustin, was it? About yes. Yeah, and did you ever, fear, did you ever feel, fear that, that, that he was going to finish his footy career plant wearing a different jumper? Oh, Kim, what's going on? No. Okay. Mm. No, I don't. Look, I think what I think um, I think we underestimated a couple of things. I think we underestimated the nature of his injury, um, the, the laceration. I mean, that's a significant injury. Yeah. I mean, just Dustin sort of been like bulletproof, and we just say, oh, well, we'll just shrug it off, and you know, yeah. he'll be right. But I think that's the first thing, and it sort of impacted his sort of preparation to some extent. Yeah, and then coupled with the uh, you know the tragic loss of his father, I think we probably underestimated the impact of that as well. We obviously have a very close relationship and sometimes those events cause you to question a lot of things. Um, and, and I think he, he just went through that process where, where uh, but, but I just always felt that, you know, the football club is, is Dustin's family and he's been, he's been very good for our club, but gee, we've, we've been very supportive of him. He's one of us, you know, and I just felt that's, that's the right environment him to be well and work through and so um so uh, yeah I, I wasn't i was probably i used to think about him a lot not so much where it ended up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah and he and he's been away and he's he's done a fair bit of work and he presented today he's in great shape um ran well um and um we can just keep moving forward Mate, good luck Beautiful. with everything. Thanks for coming on. Great work with the Alana and mm. Madeline Foundation. Uh, everybody who's via your footy club contributed to help people who need some help are doing a really good thing. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, to you and your family, have a great Christmas. Thanks. You too, guys. All Thank the best. Brendan Gale, CEO of the Richmond Footy Club.